Thank you for joining us today and a big thank you to our show sponsor, Amazing Jane Activewear, recommended as best leggings for running by Women's Fitness Magazine. Karen and I have been trialing their designs for a few months and we can happily recommend them. All designs are cut to skim, not cling, giving you confidence to look and feel great and focus on performance. So if you'd like to try Amazing Jane Activewear, please use our listeners special discount code RHH10 for 10% off all purchases at amazingjane.com. Amazing Jane ship around the world, so please check their website for details. Today we're talking chocolate, chocolate for runners. Everyone loves the sweet treat and runners are no exception. So please join us to find all about the nutritional benefits of dark chocolate so you can indulge yourself without having any guilty feelings knowing that you're helping your nutritional status and perhaps even your running performance. Welcome to the Food Force Spotlight series. For us, food is never just fuel. It provides a wide range of nutrients to support the many aspects of our health and also to promote physiological adaptations for our running performance. These short informative episodes are dedicated to food and meal planning. We'll spotlight key foods to support your running and we'll share tips and suggestions to give you big results in your running performance. The suggestions we make during this episode are for guidance and advice only and are not a substitute for medical advice or treatment. If you have any concerns regarding your health, please contact your healthcare professional for advice as soon as possible. If you'd like help from Karen and Aileen to design a personalised sports nutrition plan for your running, please contact them at Runners Health Hub. everyone welcome back I'm Karen and I'm here today with Aileen hi Aileen how are you I'm fine thank you Karen it's a lovely sunny afternoon and I've had a nice lunch so I'm ready for action lovely I have too actually so let's get going with this conversation so today we're talking about one of my favorite foods chocolate I have to say I do love some dark chocolate and I have a little bit every day it's my my treat food so I have to say I'm looking forward to finding out about its nutritional value uh, for me as a runner so what we'll do is we'll start by talking about the key nutritional properties in chocolate and how they can support a runner then we'll share some recipe ideas using chocolate and then we'll move on and um, so to speak to you about how to choose a good quality chocolate and give you some of our favourite brands and I just want to clarify actually before we start that we are talking about dark chocolate today so chocolate made from cacao beans we're not looking at the highly refined sugary commercialised brands so um, and I think most people love a sweet chocolate treat and, and runners are no exception so our aim really is to help you find a way of enjoying dark chocolate as well as adding some nutritional benefits to your food plan. And I think also worth mentioning here is that dark chocolate is an acquired taste, but once your taste buds have adapted to it, you'll love it just like I do. And the flavour is really intense, so you'll probably find that you don't overeat it because it's quite satisfying. So Aileen, what have you discovered about dark chocolate for us all? Oh, quite a lot, actually. I think you're going to be uh, you're going to be interested in this, Karen. Definitely excellent. So, so today we're talking about the nutritional properties of cacao beans as opposed to refined cocoa, which you, you just mentioned there, Karen. I think it's important that um, we make that distinction. So, cacao is the uh, dried and fully fermented fatty seed of the fruit of the cocoa tree, which is the Theobroma cacao, and uh, there's so much to read about this on Google. Mm. I'll tell you, um, it's and I think the people that make chocolate are really into it, so they write about everything. So um, there's lots out there if people want to investigate a bit more. Um, so from the the cacao, the seeds of the cacao. Um, I suppose, I don't know where you would call them, manufacturers, farmers, producers, um, make this cacao liquor and it, it's a paste and it's made from the ground roasted shells and fermented cacao beans, um, which is sometimes called nibs. And um, within that cacao liquor, um, the, the 
components of it really are non-fat cacao solids and cacao butter, uh, which um, people might have heard about. So the, the liquor, the cacao liquor is what's referred to as the percentage of cacao on food packaging. So you might see on a bar of chocolate, you know, it contains 70% or 90% or 50%. Um, so that's what it's referring to. And the cacao uh, powder is made by removing some of the um, cacao butter from, from the liquor. So they separate it out. Um, and we get chocolate. You know, we know chocolate is a solid food and it's made by c- combining uh, the cacao liquor with the cacao butter and then sugar or some kind of sweetener. And, and often the good quality chocolate makers are using natural sweeteners. Um, so the, the other thing to know is the proportion of the cocoa or the cacao liquor is the final, uh, in the final product. So the bar of chocolate, for instance, that's really determining how dark the chocolate is. So how intense it is, how deep the flavor is. Um, so that's just a little bit of a back- background about um, dark chocolate. Yeah, that that in itself is really fascinating, Aileen. What you what you've told us and and what the importance of the cacao liquor is that this is about and um, that percentage that we read about on packaging. So um, so how much chocolate is actually in there? So um, you've already got me hooked on this subject. So so let's um, move on and start thinking about the nutritional properties of chocolate. So so can you maybe tell us what you think are the key nutritional properties of cacao? Well, um, cacao contains some really powerful nutrients. So um, today we're going to look at the polyphenol and the mineral content of dark chocolate or, or cacao. Um, they're sort of interchangeable uh, names. Uh, there, there is quite a lot of research about the individual classes of nutrients and the benefits to health, but it was difficult to find conclusive studies on using cacao with endurance runners. Um, although I'll, I'll talk a little bit about that later on because I did find a, a review paper which was interesting. Um, mm. I think what we've got to bear in mind that whilst um, cacao contains a wide range of nutrients, because we probably eat small quantities of cacao, the nutrient value will add to our nutrient status, but alone is not enough to make big impacts. You know, you'd have to eat a huge quantity of chocolate. And I know some people would say, yes, 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 that's what I'd like to do, but we know that that's not possible or not recommended. Um, So, and and as we know, nutrition is all about the total sum of nutrients rather than just one magic bullet. Um, But it's nice to know that it it does contribute um, so positively. Uh, And I think the big message is really that you can enjoy a good quality dark chocolate every day, uh, knowing it's not harmful and it will add to your nutritional status. So um, you'll be pleased to hear that, Karen. I am really pleased, Aileen, so I can carry on having my little bit of dark chocolate uh, every day. So that's great news. So could you maybe um, tell us more about the polyphenols in the cacao that you that you mentioned earlier? Yeah, well, the, the beans contain a high level of polyphenols and polyphenols is like the big family name. And within the family, there's lots of different subsets of nutrients uh, called flavonoids. And the flavonoids are then broken down into other smaller subsets. So the ones that are particular in cacao are the flavon three oils. So that, that's like another family. And within that, um, the ones that are particularly um, noted in, in cacao um, there's three of them. I'm going to try and say these correctly <laughs> to a bit of a tongue twist. So epicatechin <laughs> and then catechin and then procyadin. So those are the three. And and there's tons of research, which I'm not going to go into, but there's lots of research that would indicate that these flavonoids contribute towards the cacao's cardioprotective effects and antioxidant effects. Um so they're, they're the sort of, um, you know, that's sort of like the high level thing that they do. And, and if anybody's interested, you, you'll find lots of different papers, not to do with necessarily running, but the way that they use cacao as a, an agent in other, um, looking at other health areas. Um, and then another one that um, I thought was really interesting was that flavonoids also promote the bioavailability of nitric oxide now i know karen you've talked about this in previous mm-hmm. episodes haven't you mm-hmm. um, i think it might have been beetroot episode yes thought about it 
So um, nitric oxide uh, naturally increases the flow of blood and oxygen to working muscles. So if we've got a greater supply of oxygen to working muscles, that may result in boost to strength and endurance performance, particularly uh, for runners. Um, and we talked about that, as we said, in the beetroot episode, but it's good to know that you're getting a little bit of it from chocolate too. Um, so, yeah, that's... Uh, yeah, that's really interesting because clearly if you've got a greater supply of oxygen from the flavonoids, that's going to increase your aerobic capacity. And in fact, a study in 2016 looked at the at the beneficial effects of dark chocolate on exercise capacity in sedentary people. And it, it was a small study, just 17 participants um, who consumed 20 grams of dark chocolate daily for three months. And 20 grams, I suppose, would be an average portion size, actually. So they were having 20 grams daily for three months. And at the end of the study, they had experienced a 17% increase in their VO2 max. So that efficiency of um, using oxygen, which is quite significant, I think, over a, over a three-month period. And the researchers believe that it's the epicatechin that you were speaking about, Aileen, um, in there that can help the mitochondria, so those energy powerhouses within our cells, and it and it supports the mitochondria's function and functioning more efficiently. So that's interesting. And I also find a study which looked at nine endurance trained cyclists, and they were consuming a chocolate milk drink as a recovery aid following interval work, uh, so interval workouts on three separate days. Now, they compared performance with chocolate milk against a fluid replacement drink and a carbohydrate replacement drink. And what they found was that the time to exhaustion and total work uh, was significantly greater for the chocolate milk and the fluid replacement trials compared to the carbohydrate replacement trial, which is an interesting um, result. And the results of this study suggested that the chocolate milk potentially is an effective recovery aid between two exhausting exercise bouts. And I have to say there, you're right, Aileen, there's a lot of research out there on, on chocolate milk. It seems to be when they're looking at well, milk clearly for the protein value and also chocolate together. It does seem to be a good combination for, for recovery. Mm. Um, and Aileen, is there any evidence to suggest cacao has any anti-inflammatory properties? Um, well, yeah, there's sort of um, interesting information there. So, you know, thinking about why inflammation is important to a runner. So we we know that endurance running contributes to that chronic inflammation in the muscles and the joints. So um, it is thought that eating a good quality dark chocolate before or after a training run may help reduce inflammation. But there was um, a review, the, the review paper I mentioned earlier in 2019, um, that looked at the effects of the cocoa or polyphenols. Now, they, they call it cocoa polyphenols. So I wasn't really sure whether it's that cocoa or cacao. I wasn't sure about that. But anyway, they were looking at the effects of um, the polyphenols on exercise-associated tissue damage and impairment of exercise performance. And what they found was that um, looking at the intake of these cocoa polyphenols from an acute intake, a subchronic and a chronic intake. So, you know, we're basically talking about eating them, um, you know, in a short term and then over a longer term period that they might uh, reduce oxidative distress, but not inflammation. Um, so there were sort of mixed results, really. Um so I, I don't think it's not going to do you any harm and it might contribute, but I don't think there was enough evidence to say it actually is an anti-inflammatory agent mm -hmm. and, and probably because just the amounts I would imagine that, that people were eating. Um, mm -hmm. That review was based on 13 randomised um, clinical trials uh, and that involved a total of 200 well-trained athletes. So they were like looking at combining all of the research um so when earlier you were talking about a very small study i think that just shows you know of the 13 studies they only had 200 athletes um, and interestingly mm. was no female athletes um that, that 
had been tested on. Um, so, so the conclusion of, of that study was that um, inflammation provoked by physical activity is directly related to the intensity of effort. And if the exercise bout is excessive in terms of intensity or duration, that the human body might need some kind of external aid to activate the recovery process, um, which is, is, you know, yeah. Yeah. The, whole, uh, the whole situation. But this was a really interesting bit that I picked up, um, which I think you're going to uh, be surprised at. But it, it, in the conclusion part of the paper, um, they talked about the anti-doping agency having uh, a list of forbidden sub substances and we know about this and obviously it doesn't really affect recreational athletes but you know the professional athletes it's a really important thing to know about which medications are, are, are okay and which aren't etc mm-hmm. um and uh, but what they said was that there was a number of substances of vegetal origin that had been proposed as potential tools to delay fatigue onset during physical activity and or to promote the recovery process guess what chocolate and cocoa polyphenols are among these substances so i was really (laughs) in fact i looked it up but i couldn't find um it's it it might have been proposed but it's not listed anywhere um so i just thought that was quite funny and it's maybe something they're looking at even because they're always looking at different substances and things just to see whether they should be put on the Band list. I think caffeine's another one that they're always keeping an eye on, um, yeah. and whether it should be on the on the doping list or banned list or not. So yeah. very interesting. Yeah, and I, and I guess it's because although you know people know that dark chocolate might might potentially act as a, an ergogenic support due to its richness in the saturated fat and sugar, but also it's rich in theobromine and, and caffeine. Yeah. Uh, you just mentioned so that might act as a stimulant on the, the central nervous system so uh, yeah interesting it is and it is I suppose a case of watch the space um, because even I think I, I don't know I need to find out a bit more whether club runners who are entering into certain competitions might come under the the, the WADA and have to be aware of the, the substances that they're taking on board. And and I suppose, I guess, a, a bar of chocolate is regard, regarded as food. But if these nutrients were formulated as a supplement, quite often caffeine is, then it could be that they, they may become banned in time if they're not already banned. And this sort of brings me um, around to thinking about why dark chocolate promotes the feel-good feeling. So so cacao contains the amino acid uh, tryptophan, and we've spoken about tryptophan in previous um, episodes as well. And the the tryptophan that um, is is what your brain uses to produce the neurotransmitter, so that brain hormone serotonin, which can um, help increase feelings of overall happiness. And so serotonin, is that feel-good chemical, uh, therefore, is going to influence mood. And also serotonin levels increase with the amount of cacao that um, that we consume. So dark chocolate or raw, raw cacao gives us the, the same, the, the sort of the most effect because um, – you're going to have more cacao in dark chocolate than you are in milk chocolate. So you're going to get more of this feel good effect from the dark chocolate. And also contained within the dark chocolate is um, what's known as uh, phenylethylalanine or PEA for short, which is much easier. And this is a, a chemical that increases dopamine secretion in our bodies. And probably many people know that dopamine is um, is is known as the as the happy hormone. So it controls mental and emotional responses. But also it it um, it does sort of affect motor reactions as well. And another plant 
compound found in cacao, and I think you mentioned it briefly earlier, Aileen, is the uh, theobromine. Mm. It's it's a mild stimulant similar to caffeine. So, in fact, you've got you've got two stimulants in cacao, haven't you? You've got the caffeine itself, but you've also got the theobromine having that similar effect. And it's um, is what's uh, known to produce the high that people experience after eating dark chocolate. And it's also a vasodilator, so it widens the blood vessels, therefore it helps to increase the the oxygen um, movement around the body, but also helps, because of that, decrease blood pressure. And also um, it's known as an aphrodisiac, so worth bearing that in mind as well. But on the on the downside for poor dogs, if you are a do- dog owner, you probably will know that um, chocolate is toxic for dogs. Um, and that tends to be, that, well, that is due to the theobromine content because dogs are uh, are unable to metabolize it so it can build up to really toxic levels um in them and can be fatal in fact i've got a friend who used to have um a black lab and she had left this chocolate cake um on the on the counter and she'd gone out to do something while she came back and the cake had gone and um and although you know, it wasn't fatal, but the dog was ill for quite some days until until it had all kind of passed through and he'd managed to get it out of his system. He was a really ill dog for a few days, but thankfully he recovered fully from it. But um, but yes, I, I, I am very aware that uh, that it's important not to give dogs any chocolate of any kind. <laughs> yeah, because you reminded me, if I've got friends who they, they have we go and stay with them um, and walk and often we've got rucksacks in the hall that have maybe got chocolate bits and pieces mm. and the dog roots around them trying to, <laughs> you know when nobody's watching you have yes. to but you, it, it's very scary for dog owners it's um yeah and you can imagine kids wanting to feed the dog chocolate and things like that absolutely you kind, of, you kind of need um, eyes in the back of your head. It's a bit like when you have children, you need eyes in the back of your head all the time. You do, you do. So uh, earlier I mentioned the mineral content of um, cacao, and um, it, cacao contains so many minerals, um, particularly things like magnesium, copper, manganese, phosphorus, iron, potassium, and zinc. Um, there's probably a few more as well. Um, See, there's such a rich source of um, minerals, you could almost regard it as a multi-mineral supplement, if you like. Um, And I won't go into too much about what these minerals do, because we've talked again about these in in previous episodes. But, you know, a healthy vascular system is really dependent on having um, several of these minerals, such as the magnesium, copper, potassium and and calcium. Uh, We all know that magnesium is a cofactor in protein synthesis, and muscle relaxation and energy production. Um, and copper is really important um, um, as a cofactor with a number of enzymes and is required for um, a number of different metabolic processes uh, and also including things like iron transport and glucose metabolism, which again is, is quite important uh, for us as runners. So I think I think with minerals, you don't need a lot of minerals, but it's, it's important that you get your you know, the recommended daily amount and that your your optimal, your status is optimal. So again, a small piece of chocolate every day is just going to add to that mineral pool that you, you're taking in through your food. So um, another good reason to eat dark chocolate regularly. Yeah, absolutely, Aileen. I think apart from the serious fact about the dogs, I can't think of any reason why we shouldn't have um, some dark chocolate every day. So, um, But just before we move on um, to discuss some recipe ideas for chocolate, which I'm looking forward to as well, um, let's just take a quick advert break, shall we? Yes, let's. So this is uh, the point of the episode where Karen and I take a minute to talk to you about Uh, work that we do outside of the podcast. Uh, One of our main um, things that we do is run uh, an online program, Easy Nutrition for Healthy Runners. And that came about um, really on the back of our own personal experience and the experience that we have with clients uh, around having struggles with foundational everyday 
uh, healthy eating, uh, but really needing to fine tune that healthy eating with sports nutrition principles to help maximize running performance, minimize injury, and, um, and just feel that you, you know, you're in tip top shape. So we designed um, a short and sweet video program. Um, it, it consists of a number of different videos that you can complete um, in just over 30 minutes a day um, over a two-week period, so 14 to 15 days. Um, or you can take as long as you, you need to. Different people we find have different approaches, so it's it's there for you to use in whichever way you feel would work for you. Um, part of that program is, is a recipe guide, um, so some simple, quick, easy recipes, uh, and I'm pretty sure there's some chocolate ones in there as mm-hmm. well. Um, I'm thinking beetroot brownies actually and that's the one I think is there Um, so if you've been listening today and you'd like to know more about um, how to apply everyday nutrition alongside sports specific nutrition this program would be a great place to to start and uh, we've got lots of um, good information and very easy action steps too so if you're interested you can find all the details on our website runnershealthhub.com look at the top menu bar at the online program, click on there. It'll tell you everything that you need to know. But if you still got any questions, do email us at, at hello at runnershealthhub.com. And we'd really be really happy to hear from you. Great. Thanks, Ailey. Okay, so now let's move on and share some recipe and menu ideas on how chocolate could be added um, as part of your meal plan. So, Aileen, actually, I'm going to hand back to you again. I hope you've got a glass of water there because you're doing a lot of cutting. <laughs> I'm going to hand back to you to, to start us off on, on this little bit. Yeah, sure. So, um, you know, I think you can think about using cacao in its different formats. So there's the cacao powder, cacao butter, and then the cacao nibs. And I've got all three of them in uh, in my store cupboard. So um, the, the two that I, I guess get used the most would be the cacao powder and the nibs. So I use um, Naturina organic cacao powder, mm-hmm. and mainly because it's readily available. I mean, you can get it in the supermarkets now and it's good quality and I like it and it's easy to use. And they do, cacao nibs do too. And they have a whole range of other products. Uh, if you look at their website, they've, they've got quite a lot of different cacao products. And the cacao butter I mainly use if I'm if I'm making homemade chocolate. So that's not something I use every day, but it's, it's there. So one of my quick and easy um, things that I'll make if I need a chocolate hit is a cacao and black cherry smoothie. And again, I think that's a recipe in the online program. It's like one of my go-tos. Uh, I'm always telling people about it. And maybe this is um, a little bit like those chocolate milk type drinks, but I guess from my perspective, I'm making it a bit more nutritious. And so I make it with a scoop of protein powder, some non-dairy milk, um, and a large teaspoon of cacao powder, um, and a cup of frozen black cherry. So they're all store-covered items. So I know that I've always got them in. Make it dead quickly. Um, uh, it's thick. It's creamy. You get a really intense chocolatey taste. And, um, you know, if you find it, it's a little bit too bitter for you and you need a bit more sweetness, you could maybe add a teaspoon of honey or maybe a quarter of a banana, um, which I tend to have chopped up in, in the freezer as well. So they're always there for me. Um, and then another drink that um, I often recommend to clients, particularly in the winter, is um, a warming hot drink. So maybe making a hot chocolate almond drink would be a good one. Um, and another easy thing, um, which is, is lovely in the afternoon, is to make a trail mix. So I'll do that with cacao nibs and mix it with some goji berries and pumpkin seeds. So equal quantities of each. Um, just mixed up and that's a really nice thing to go with a cup of licorice tea in the afternoon because that's sweet hit you know those afternoons where you just sometimes think I need something sweet Mm. would be what I would use um so, Gosh, like, yeah, I really like the 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 sound of all of those, Aileen. I think a trail mix would be would be just ideal because I quite often fancy something in the afternoon. I look around and there's never anything in the house that hits the spot. So I might actually consider making that. And the other thing, that cacao and black cherry smoothie, you're making my mouth water as we're speaking about it. And and I and you've 
we've spoken about it a lot and I still haven't made it. So I'm going to have to get some frozen black cherries and and, and make that over the weekend because Ellie loves smoothies as well. So I think... I'm gonna to have to. I'm gonna to have to try that one, and I'll let everybody know what I think. So, um, yeah, yeah. Any chocolatey snack ideas, Karen? Well, of course, Aileen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I really like making um, chocolate orange protein balls, um, and they tend to have nuts and seeds and coconut oil in them, alongside the the cocoa powder, and then a little bit of orange essence. And the other thing I tend to do is when I make my flapjacks, I'll either put the nibs in it, um, as you were speaking about, or drizzle some um, chocolate over the top and just let that set. So I really enjoy that. And also, um, like we said way back in the beginning, I like a little bit of dark chocolate each day. So maybe after a meal, I'll have a couple of squares of dark chocolate um, for a treat. Um, Well, actually, no, that's probably not so much of a treat daily because I think I have that every day. But what I might do for a treat is make some nut butter cups. So I'll just use tiny paper cup cases so that I'm managing my portion size. And um, and I, I just put a, a walnut in each of the paper cases, then melt dark chocolate with um, with some nut butter and just spoon that over the walnut in the cup and then just let it chill and then serve it. And, and it's so easy to make, but it just hits my chocolate craving. It just hits that spot. So um, so those would be my snack ideas. Yeah, they're almost like a healthy walnut whip. That's what I wish. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, actually, yes. Um, another um, chocolatey thing that um, I sometimes make is a cacao chia pudding. So again, that's really easy to make. You just mix the dry chia seeds with some cacao powder and then um, soak it in a non-dairy milk like almond or coconut. And then I usually make like little individual pots. I'll make them in like glass ceramic dishes or something like that and put them in the fridge. And then that you can, you know, either have them as a snack or, or after a meal as a dessert, maybe with a few berries, something like that. Um, so that's uh, a nice, mm. healthy, a really healthy one to have. Um, and then the other one I've already mentioned was the chocolate beetroot brownies. Um, I love that, a really intense flavour. Um, and you only really need a, a small square. And because it's so intense, I tend to serve it with something like a, the Greek yogurt or on and some blueberries just to sort of have that sharpness against it. Um, mm, okay. mm, very nice. And um, what mm-hmm. about chocolate cake, Karen? Do you do you have any recipes? Not the dog chocolate cake. Any? <laughs> yes, that's right. Yes, um, I I really enjoy um, this uh, chocolate almond orange cake. So it's got no flour. It's just ground almonds and eggs and coconut sugar, um, and and clearly the chocolate in there as well with the with the orange. And it's really a lovely treat as a dessert. So if and I have to say, if anybody wants any of the recipes that we've spoken about, then do drop us a, an email at hello at runners health hub and we'll dot com and we'll look at um at that that's posting those for you so Aileen now let's move on to how to choose a good quality chocolate and also giving you some of our our favorite brands and I think there are so many chocolate brands available now how how would you uh, decide um on choosing a good quality chocolate bar what would have to be um available to you for that Aileen what would you be looking for yeah well I think it's applying the same sort of principles that we'd advise when choosing any food so you know we want to know where the foods come from how it's been grown how it's been looked after how it's been packaged you know is it have high nutrient quality really um so when it comes to chocolate um in particular I think choosing organic is really important because it means that you're assured that all the ingredients have been farmed without exposure to pesticides. And what is really seems to be a very important part of the chocolate industry is choosing fair trade and um, choosing an ethical supplier. Um, And the reason behind that is really just to ensure that the the farmers have not been exploited and that been paid fairly and that the packaging of the chocolate is plastic free and it can be recycled. Um, You know, we all want the producers of cacao to be well looked after and we don't want to exploit them. But and, and also from a health point of view. 
Um, we need everything that our we need our food to be plastic free, basically, and that's going to minimise the exposure to xenoestrogens, which are the endocrine hormonal disruptors. And we've talked about those um, in a number of um, mm. of episodes, and they're really crucial to make sure that we have good female hormone balance um, and that's why we avoid plastic basically yeah yeah some good advice there on how to choose your chocolate but also alien there's these days there's a lot of raw chocolate out there as well as other type of chocolate so um as well as sort of the healthy dark chocolate so so what's the difference what is it about the labeling of raw chocolate what does that mean well, when, you, when you're using a, a raw chocolate, it basically means that the cacao beans haven't been heated to a high temperature. So they're going to retain a higher level of nutrients than the highly processed beans. So, again, I, I think raw would be on my personal list if I was choosing chocolate. I, I think it's an easy way of making sure that, you know, you've got a high nutrient quality. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... Following on from that, I'd, I'd look at the ingredient list. And it, again, it's, it's the same sort of advice that we, we recommend with other foods. It's the fewer ingredients on the list, the better the product is going to be and the, the healthier it's going to be. So it probably will list the cacao solids that we mentioned for from about earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, so really, you know, ideally you're looking for 70% or higher. So you might even find some bars that are 90 to 100%. That would be even better. Um, but what you've got to remember is that's probably going to be just chocolate. If you're wanting a, a bar that's got flavors in um, or other things like fruit or nuts, then it's probably that the, the cacao solids is going to be less. Um so you, you just have to make that judgment for yourself, what's important to you, I think. Um, so the other things that you'll find on the list are fruit. So it's often dried or powdered. You might have nuts in it. There might be some flavorings. It could be sugar, salt, spice, or maybe an essential oil. Um, and again, when you, when you start looking at all the websites, you'll find lots of information that people are very proud about where they get their ingredients from and uh, what it means to you. So it's an interesting read if you want to do a bit of research. Yeah, absolutely. And you were mentioning there, Aileen, that some of the chocolates might contain sugars. Uh, What would be the best sugar choices, do you think, in a chocolate bar, be it raw or or otherwise? Yeah, I mean, I think it's important that you choose a bar that has a natural sugar. Um, So you may see things like coconut sugar or coconut syrup. very you know different variations of that um when i when i make homemade chocolate at home i might use maple syrup um Mm. you know so you i think it's like read read and see if you don't recognize look it up and see what it what the sugar is um and and as i said earlier the the chocolatiers and uh, they're really artisans and they take such pride in the source of their ingredients um and they like to explain about the ingredients and why they've chosen them and that that should give you some surety that you you're making the right choices yeah absolutely and and what about brands Karen do you have any favorite brands that you're nibbling on every day Yes, I do. I have I have a variety. I like green and blacks. I think they're a good budget choice and really easily available. You'll get them in most shops, I have to say, in tiny little bars to fairly big bars. Um, and I, like you were saying, Aileen, I tend to choose the bars for their 70% or 85% cacao um, content. And also with the the green and blacks, they are gone. They are organic and also fair trade. So, um, but but what I would say is that not all of their bars are of this sort of quality. They have lots of different flavored bars. So you just have to be mindful of your, your of the choices, which is what we were speaking about earlier. Um, another company. This is a raw chocolate company is Panna Organic Chocolate. Now, they advertise themselves as handmade, organic, vegan, gluten-free, dairy-free, soy-free and refined sugar-free. So they're they're very, very natural and raw. And they're actually made in in Australia. And um, they don't actually list all the ingredients on the packaging. But you'll find if you go to their website that 
everything is organic and it's ethically sourced. So if you did want to go and have a look and find out more, if you go to um, consciouschocolate.com forward slash collections, you'll be able to find more about the pan-organic chocolates there. And then my other favourite one is Tony's chocolate now they are they're quite a new chocolate company but they're they're becoming very popular when i first found um tony's chocolates they were only in i think uh, whole foods and now you can buy them in all or most uh, high street supermarkets but what i would say there is i i I only recommend the 70% cacao dark chocolate variety because the others are a bit like the green and blacks. There's lots of um, sort of milk chocolate ones and um, sort of flavorings and things in the in the others. And, and some of the high street stores don't stock the 70% dark chocolate. They only cater and, and, and sell the milk chocolate, the white chocolate and all the flavored ones. So do be mindful of that. But, but with Tony's... Um, the founder really based his business on ethics. He wanted the world to to buy a slave free chocolate. So um, that's another reason why it it sits well with me. It sits with with my ethics. So um, how about you, Aileen? Have you got any favourite brands? Um, yes, and I'm just thinking, Karen. I don't know whether that conscious chocolate uh, website that you mentioned there is the right right website for pan pan organic. So we'll um, we'll check that. Okay. <laughs> the reason I'm saying that is because one of my favourites is Conscious Chocolate. So, um, yeah, we'll check that one out. Yeah. But, but yeah, Maybe they have their own um, website. Mm, yeah, possibly. Okay. Yeah, but yeah the, the Conscious Chocolate, I, again, I like that because they're raw. It's uh, handmade in the UK. Um, their website lists some really high-quality ingredients and the same sort of, um, you know, gluten-free, soy-free, dairy-free, refined sugar-free. Um, and what I like about them is that they have, they do do an 85% dark chocolate and they've got a range of flavoured bars, which tend to be around about the 65% um, cacao. Um, and they have some small bars as well. So you can buy um, 30 gram bars, which I think is quite good too. Mm-hmm. You can uh, you can have some different ones or you can have a mixed box. Um I do quite like making my own um, chocolate sometimes. Um, one of our, our mutual friends, Karen Samantha Farmer, she um, she shared a recipe with us, and um, and I use that one often. Um, so it's cacao butter, cacao powder, and, and maple syrup, and then mm. essential oils as flavouring. And um, I, I love orange. Um, so you know, sometimes I'll I'll make some little individual chocolates rather than chocolate bars with that recipe. Yes, yes, I do the same. And I, I made some recently with lavender in them. Mm, nice. Yeah, really delicious. Yeah. So the other brands that I like um, are the Raw Chocolate Company. They've been around for a long time. Uh, so they're, you know, they're very ethical and got a good reputation. Um, again, you have to be careful what you're buying. Um some of the cacao percentages isn't as high as I you know, normally recommend. So it's just about checking the, the label and choosing one that, that suits you. And also the Raw Chocolate Company do lots of other chocolatey um, ingredients and products. So I sometimes buy their um, ingredients if I'm making homemade chocolate. So mm-hmm. that's where you might get coconut sugar and um, cacao butter and things like that so if you want to have a go that would be a good place to to buy some ingredients um, and then another one which is a again very readily available um, it's in lots of different shops is the on bar um, and um, they they are, are raw organic vegan and they have a fair for life um, trademark as well um, so they've got lots of um, a wide range of different bars with different levels of cacao. Um, and they also have some of their bars with um, added um, bacteria, uh, lactobacillus acidophilus. Um, I don't know how much and I don't know how effective it is. And I have seen other chocolate bars thinking about it that um, promote that as well, a different way of taking your gut bacteria. 
<laughs> that's another angle. Um, but one of the things I love about their website is that they've got this really good tool on it, and you can actually there's this like little sliding scale, and it it um, you can click on the scale depending on how you how much cacao percentage you want in your bar of chocolate. So it the scales from sweet and sweet sweet and creamy up to dark and intense. Um, so if you click the dark and intense, it then gives you a list of all the 90% chocolate and 90% cacao, for instance. So that's like just a fun thing. Uh, fun and clever when I had a look at their website. Mm-hmm. Um, and then finally, this is a new supply that I've found and I've not tested their chocolate yet, but I'm really looking forward to receiving my package from them. Um, and it's um, a supplier called 80noirultra.com. And uh, the founder of this company is a lady called Carol Armitage. And she's actually a very experienced endurance runner as well as being a chocolatier. And um, and she has, as part of her product range, she's created a, a range of bars to support runners. Wow. Uh, because she found that she wasn't able to get some um, good uh, bars that helped her recovery. And so she's... She's combined chocolate with other natural ingredients such as ginger, Brazil nuts, cinnamon, and chili. Um, the aim is that the three different types of bars um, to, to fuel performance and recovery and um, to help aid, um, you know, things like muscle recovery, boost energy, soothe stress after a run. Um, so I've just ordered some and um, I'll send a bar or two your way, Karen, so that you can give us your assessment yes thank you gosh that's really exciting Aileen having a having a chocolatier that's developing chocolates especially for a runner that's really exciting so um, thank you I really look forward to receiving and trying um the chocolate bars when when I when they come through the post so really delicious especially the the ginger and the chili varieties I think that's a really nice mix Yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, Aileen, uh, sadly, we're we're coming to the end of our conversation today on chocolate. And I have to say, I found it really interesting and really exciting. And I think I'm going to have to go and have a cup of tea and a, and a <sighs> square of chocolate now. Uh, but before I do that, uh, could you maybe just recap on the key nutrients from today's episode? Sure. So I, if I just start with uh, talking about the the key uh, nutrients that we talked about right at the beginning so we mm. talked about flavonoids and um, they're cardioprotective and do have antioxidant properties um, they also can um, help increase the vasodilation and, and blood flow um, to working muscles and also support an increase in aerobic capacity uh, and we also highlighted the mineral content of cacao uh, which particularly helps promote a healthy vascular vascular system um karen you you told us all about the feel-good feelings of uh, cacao so we talked about the production of serotonin the feel-good chemical which influences your mood um we talked about pea a chemical that increases dopamine secretion which again promotes feelings of, of happy emotions and then we talked about threobromine in cacao which acts as a mild stimulant similar to caffeine and that will help give you that high feeling after you've eaten your square of dark chocolate. So the other things that we mentioned were the what's important when choosing a dark chocolate product, and it's really key to choose those with high cacao content, ideally over 70% cacao for therapeutic benefits. We'd encourage you to choose chocolate suppliers who use organic ingredients and are ethically sourced. And, and finally, the final big takeaway is that you can enjoy good quality dark chocolate knowing it's not harmful and it will add to your nutritional status and perhaps your running performance and recovery. Um, so, you know, I hope that's been of help to everybody. I will list all of the different companies in the um, in the show notes so that you can check out their websites. And obviously they're UK-based companies, but as we mentioned, some of them uh, produced in other countries so you might be able to get them internationally too 
And that brings us to an end, Karen. Excellent, Aileen. Thank you very much for, for all of that and for ending in such a happy note that we can enjoy our dark chocolate and carry on knowing that it's not harmful. It's actually doing us some good nutritionally. So we really hope that you're all feeling inspired now to try some of our food ideas. I'm certainly inspired, I have to say. And if you'd like any of the recipes, do drop us an email or join our Facebook group. Um, so that's the Easy Nutrition for Healthy Runners Hub. And remember, don't let nutrition be the limiting factor in your running performance. We hope you've enjoyed today's episode and feel inspired to try out some new menu ideas. Many of our clients are looking for new ways to help them introduce a healthy food plan, which also supports their running performance. So we designed our Easy Nutrition for Healthy Runners program, and it's for runners of all abilities. We take you through a series of short videos and action steps to help you create a food plan to suit your running training. The program includes downloadable menu ideas, food lists, meal plans, and athlete plate diagrams for different training levels. And you get the added bonus of being invited to free online trainings and Q&As with Aileen and Karen. So you'll always have the opportunity to get some personal input into your runner's nutrition plan. Please check out the program at runnershealthhub.com or if you've got any questions, just drop us an email at hello at runnershealthhub.com. We'd love to see you join us on the program. We'd like to introduce you to our show sponsor, Amazing Jane Activewear for Women's Changing Bodies, recommended as best leggings for running by Women's Fitness Magazine. We think they have everything a female runner needs. First of all, they are high compression to support your legs and bum. They have a deep waistband so they stay up and they don't move about when you run. There's a handy left pocket for your phone and a zip pocket on the waistband which is great for your cards or a key. They also have a hidden tracker pocket for storing a GPS tracking device, and this is a unique safety feature. All Amazing Jane designs, including tanks and tops, are cut to skim, not cling, giving you confidence to look and feel great and focus on performance. Karen and I have been trialing wearing their range for a few months, and we can happily recommend them. So if you'd like to try Amazing Jane Activewear, please use our listeners' special discount code RHH10 for 10% off all purchases at amazingjane.com. Amazing Jane ship around the world, so please check their website for details. Thanks again to Amazing Jane Activewear for being our show sponsor and for sharing discount code RHH10 for 10% off all purchases. <music>